If you are listening to the sound of my voice at this very moment, welcome. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are listening to this podcast right now, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the first episode of my podcast. The name of my podcast is called 20-ish. My name is Zita. And I am humbled and honored for you guys to join me on this first episode. I am just so excited to start this podcast because this thing has been in the works for, I would say, almost three years. And I have really tried to not do this podcast. (laughs) I've really tried to just put this thing off and really allow fear to kind of stop me from creating this podcast. But I am here now. Um, And the reason I am here and the reason why I created this podcast is because I just wanted to create like a lesson plan, roadmap, guidebook, I don't know, something to talk about the things that I have experienced in my 20s. Um, I feel like in my 20s, I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I went through a lot of experiences and situations and circumstances. And my hope is that I would share my experiences with everyone that is listening or everyone that will listen. And we can all learn something I wanted to create this podcast for you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me. I am extremely humbled and grateful for every single person listening right now. I just welcome you. Thank you to the first episode of 20-ish. I am excited. I am ecstatic. I am grateful. I am humbled. And I am just overwhelmed um, that this is it. This is fine. It's finally here. Um, Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I want to take the time out first to to thank the Lord for putting this idea on my heart three years ago when I was living in Southern Maryland. I want to thank my friend Pittman, who... After I told her about my idea, continued to stay on top of me and like ask me about it and try to see like if I was going to do it, when I was going to do it, when I was going to start working on it. She continued to encourage me. I want to thank my friend Bush, who also continued to encourage me. Shout out to you, girl. Um, I want to thank all of the people who I shared my idea with my family. Why do I feel like I just won an Academy Award? It doesn't matter, because this is an Academy Award to me. Um, So that's that on that. But I want to just thank my family. I want to thank my friends who believed in me, who believed in my idea for this podcast before I even uttered a word or recorded a a word. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all of my listeners that are listening to the sound of my voice right now. Welcome to 20-ish. Welcome to my space, my thoughts, my just my way of thinking. I hope you don't think I'm too weird. I think I'm rambling at this point. So I'm just going to welcome you guys and I'm going to say, let's get into it.
first started thinking about wanting to do a podcast, I had an idea of what I wanted my first episode to be. I I knew it was going to be maybe like an introduction. I was going to introduce myself. I was going to talk a little bit about myself, um, let the listeners get to kind of know a little bit more about me and really uh, just do like a a basic, very simple introduction, introductory episode. Um, However, I changed that um, around the time Kobe Bryant passed away. So I wrote this episode um, on the day Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bean Bryant passed away. Um, Kobe Bryant, for those of you that do not know or have not heard by now, Kobe Bryant was a, a very famous basketball player in the NBA. He spent his entire career playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. And for most of everyone in my age group, he, we basically grew up watching Kobe. We grew up watching him as a young kid, 17, going into the NBA. We grew up watching him play with Shaq. We grew up watching the fallout between him and Shaq. We grew up watching him play the Boston Celtics in the finals and him getting Paul Gasol and bringing a championship without, you know, Shaq. And we grew up, we we watched him as his career um, reached the highest of heights. And also as Father Time um, came knocking on his door and ultimately um, him retiring, we watched all of that. And for a lot of us, Kobe was kind of our Michael Jordan. Um, we watched his career from the very beginning and we watched it um, at the very end. And Kobe was always a staple in my house. My brother was a was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Like he was, he my brother was a Laker fan. He was a Kobe Bryant fan. He loved Kobe. And I say a lot of I, I tell a lot of people that my my love for sports comes from me growing up. So I grew up um, in Birmingham, Alabama. I grew up with two brothers um and uh my parents and my I have two younger sisters and my two younger sisters my um one is five years apart one is five years younger than me and the other one is eight years younger than me and so I spent most of my childhood with around my brothers and my dad and my brothers love sports they loved ESPN they love sports center they love football they love basketball and so in turn i developed an affinity for sports and i just can remember watching you know the nba in april and may and watching the playoffs and watching the lakers and shaq and kobe and and everybody else like playing and and literally spending hours in front of the TV watching the Lakers go for not one, not two, but three championships. And I just remember my brother cheering Kobe Bryant on and really being entrenched in the moment and in the game. And I remember hating Kobe. I remember hating Kobe for wanting Shaq gone and wanting him traded and and Shaq going to the heat. And, and I remember experiencing the joy for Shaq when he won with Dwayne Wade. And I remember like the amount of just sheer annoyance that I had when Kobe finally 
um, got his championship with his team outside of Shaq. Um, but Kobe was, Kobe was a staple in my household. Kobe was, um, a part of my childhood. So when Kobe and his daughter and all of the other family members passed away, um, from that horrendous helicopter crash, it shook me. It shook me to my core. It, it, it was so unexpected. It was so tragic. But the one thing that I I feel Kobe Bryant's death did for a lot of people, including myself, is that it reminded of it reminded us of our own mortality. I mean, you have this man who was an amazing, amazing athlete. And he, in retirement, was also setting an example of being an amazing father and an amazing husband. And he didn't come without um, moral questions and and issues and troubles. He didn't didn't come without those things. Um, But for the most part, what we were witnessing with Kobe Bryant was him ascending into a second career, um, being a father, being a dad, um, loving his girls, loving his children, loving being a husband. And his passing really, it really made me look at my own mortality in my own life and what my life and my legacy was at that point. And I think that's kind of what started really a sense of urgency within myself to start this podcast. Because I, I, I've i been thinking of this podcast since 2017. Like it has been an idea on my heart. Um, and so like most ideas that scare you, you put it off. And so I put this podcast off month after month, year after year. And then I realized with in 2020, I knew that this was something that I had to do this year. I knew if I didn't do it this year that I was never going to do it. And I knew that the only reason that I was dragging my feet or procrastinating on it was because I was afraid. I was I was afraid. I didn't know how it would be received. And I don't know how it's going to be received. But I think Kobe's death taught me that I cannot allow fear to stop me from doing what I feel like God has called me to do. And so I dedicate my first episode to Kobe Bryant. I dedicate my first episode to Bryant's family, to his wife, to his children. Um, And I dedicate my episode to all of the people who grew up watching Kobe. And I'm reminded of um, a client that I had. For privacy reasons, I cannot disclose the name of my client. But just to give you a little bit of context, I work in a nonprofit space. I specifically work with low-income minority communities. And one of the things that I... Rather, my job has taught me is to understand and know that there are a lot of people out here that are suffering, 
right? And your life is not nearly as bad as you think it is. So Kobe's death reminded me of this conversation that I had with one of my clients one day. And and she was an older client. She was wheelchair bound. She was living in a senior home and she was having a lot of issues. And I, I didn't particularly like talking to her on the phone because she would keep me on the phone for hours. I mean, it would be one hour, two hours. Sometimes one time I had a three hour conversation with her. And one thing that I noticed about older clients is that they will keep you on the phone or they will call you sometimes just because they don't have anybody else to call, right? Because they don't have anybody else to talk to. Most of their friends have passed away. Um, Their children are either, uh, they either don't have any kids or their children are older and they don't necessarily have a um, relationship with the children. Their children are busy living their lives and having their own family. So my client would call me and we would talk about either her issue or we would talk, or rather she would talk to me about any other thing that was bothering her. So on this day, um, I, I, I just so happened to be in the office and I answered the phone when she called and, and she was just kind of talking and I typically, you know, when she would call, I would put my phone on speaker and then I would just do other things. I would check emails. I would send emails and I would, you know, periodically chime in with an, oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I would do that. (laughs) And so towards the end of our conversation that day, she asked me like, what are you doing for this weekend? And I had nothing planned. Like I, I had no intentions of doing anything. I, I had no plans. I wasn't going out. I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I, it was really just going to be a very chill weekend, like nothing crazy. And I told her, I said, well, I don't really have anything planned. It's just going to be very chill. Like I don't, I'm not doing anything. And she, she, she told me, she said, you should do something wonderful today. She said, you should do something wonderful this weekend. And I kind of pushed back a little bit. I was like, no, I'm really tired. It's been a really rough week. I don't really have, you know, the energy to go and do something quote unquote wonderful. And she told me, she said, no, she was like, you need to go out and do something wonderful. She said, it doesn't have to be anything grand. It doesn't have to be anything um, that you spend a lot of money on, but go out and do and make a new memory. Go out and make a new experience. And I kind of was a little taken aback because I, you know, for the most, for all intents and purposes, I had never met her. We had just only communicated on the phone. And and she went on and she said, you know, Ms. Zita, you, you sound very young. You sound very bright. You sound very smart and full of life. She told me, she said, I live in a senior facility. She was like, I cannot walk. She was like, I have to defend, I have to, I have to depend on someone to help me. I have to depend on the people working in the senior facility to take me to go eat or take me outside to enjoy the weather or take me to the bathroom. I depend on other people. And 
the only thing that I have that keeps me going are the memories that I made when I wasn't wheelchair bound, when I wasn't in the senior care facility, when I could walk on my own. And this client that I speak of, she was very active in her community. She was more so of a grassroots organizer. She did a lot of work in her community prior to her being wheelchair bound, prior to her disability. And she told me, she said, you go do something wonderful while you still have the ability to do it. Because at some point, the only thing that's going to keep you grounded and keep you alive and keep you motivated when you are my age are the memories that you made when you were younger. So she just encouraged me. She implored me, rather, to go and do something wonderful the weekend. And she made me promise her that I had to report back to her what exactly I did. So I think I told you all before that I wrote this episode the day Kobe passed away in January. And then I was recording, or at least I recorded some of this podcast the day after Kobe's memorial that was in the, at the Staples Center on February 24th. And one of the things that just kind of stuck with me throughout everyone's speech about Kobe and really just kind of inspired me or at least reminded me of my own life was Kobe's commitment. I think Kobe's commitment was so at some at at some level unattainable because it seemed that he was just very he gave his all to every single facet of his life and the level of just pure dedication and focus he had on the game of basketball and becoming an amazing basketball player, but also as a businessman, as a husband, as a dad, it is, it is so inspiring and almost to the point of intimidating that that to me was his biggest mark or or rather his biggest legacy it was his commitment to whatever he did at whatever phase he was in at life and that is you know commitment has always been something that i have always struggled with i will plan things to a t And then if I am feeling overwhelmed or if I'm not really wanting to do something or if what I am doing, I do not see instantaneous results, I tend to procrastinate or I tend to not do it. Like a goal for me this year is to, instead of making a year resolution, like a goal for one year. I am making monthly resolutions. So for the month of February, one of my goals is to, or one of my rather resolutions rather, is to work out more 
than not, right? So out of a seven-day week, I'm going to work out at least four times that that week. And so after, as weeks go by, eventually I would have worked out more days in the month than I did not. And I think for me, it has really helped me focus and hone in on one goal for one month. And then my hope is that by the end of the year, I have completed my yearly resolution of becoming a better person or being healthy or strengthening my relationship with God. I, after a year, would have attained those things, but I'm taking it month by month by month so I do not get overwhelmed. And for Kobe to be so committed to basketball and to showing up to practice early and leaving late and thinking about basketball or thinking about his family. I mean, hearing the stories that Vanessa told about his love for her, his commitment to her and his kids, for him to be so dedicated to something for such a long time, I mean, it it inspired me and it resonated with me. And I think that that to me is like his ultimate legacy marker, his commitment, his focus, his almost obsession with being the best is inspiring. For me, this podcast was inspired by God, but I would say Kobe's death and life was a catalyst for me to actually execute the dream. And I thank Kobe Bryant for that. And so Kobe Bryant's death and his life rather reminded me, and I want to remind you all or everyone that is listening, that we have to go do something wonderful. And whatever that is, whether that is going out with a friend that you haven't spe- that you haven't spoken to in a while calling your parents and checking up on them planning a trip with your siblings or with your community going on a walk and enjoying the nature and the and the sights around you whatever it is make memories make memories because at the end of the day Those are the things that are going to keep us going when we can no longer physically do what we can do now. Go out and make an impact in someone's life. Go do something that scares the crap out of you. Go be a blessing to someone. Go and live your life like every single second counts because it does. So I thank my client. I thank Mr. Bryant from reminding me that our life and our legacy will should exceed far beyond our years on this earth and that when we are older and we physically cannot do the things that we did in our 20s or in our 30s 
that the memories that we made when we were younger would carry with, we would carry those memories with us in our old age and they would stick with us until we can no longer. And remember that the days that we are given on this earth are truly a gift and a blessing. Thank you, Mr. Bryant, for that reminder. God bless you and all of the families. May you live in the abundant peace and heart and mind of everyone that knew you and was impacted by your life and your legacy. And I just ask everyone today to go do something wonderful. Love and light to you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Turn your notifications on so you can be notified every single time we post a new episode. You can follow us on Instagram at 20ishpod. That is the number two, W-E-N-T-Y underscore I-S-H-P-O-D. Again, please like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time.